you know, like, uh, oh, what if I'm what? If, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> the improv, the improv got away sure with either. me. <laughs> Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks. Geeks Without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we have our friend Shram here to talk about Kusoge, or shitty video games. It's not a long enough episode to talk about all the shitty video games there are. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Womp womp. And Nick Glover. It's a me, Nick. Oh boy. <laughs> and uh, today we have our friend, Shram, here with us on the podcast. What up, Shram? Hello. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, I'm uh, excited. I'm super excited. Uh, so uh, I have listeners, you may remember me talking about being in much to do about nothing this past spring. Uh, Shram was my the Virgis to my uh, dogberry. And uh, so we had a lot of stupid fun backstage and on stage, but uh, a lot of really dumb shit. And I'm very excited to have you on the show, Shram. Uh, and you are here because you would like to talk about Kusoge, uh, which is Japanese translates to, to shitty game. Uh, please tell us more about Kusoge and why you want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, I, I'm a big lover of video games. And uh, I, I, as I have been playing more and more games over time, I've got to be uh, more appreciative of the work that goes into making a game because I've been becoming friends with people who actually make games. Yeah. And how difficult it actually is to make not only a successful game, but a good quality video game at the same time totally. uh, and part of that is uh in these communities i've joined a uh, part of them are like tournament based so like i'm joining these tournaments and half the time most of the games that have been produced are terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the ones that get promoted like your zeldas your marios your halos like all of those games like people love to talk about those ones it's the crap that is the most interesting stuff yeah. Especially when you look back to like the history of video games, like before, you know, things started getting into like these huge storytelling games, you had basically what was a wild, wild west mm -hmm. of like, what is a video game? How do you make it? How do you make it good? And a lot of the early games end up, you know, just trying something new for the mm -hmm. first time. And whether or not they stick the landing is so interesting. Yeah, it's because it's the, what I think I love about this that's beyond. So I make, I mean, I work making board games, but like with video games, there's also all the coding and animations and everything else that goes into it that can just go so wrong. Yeah, there's you know? so many different aspects of a game <laughs> yeah. that can just fall flat on its face. Yeah, from, absolutely. From the graphics to like the hitboxes to the level design to just enemy placements, difficulty. Yeah. whether or not it's intentional or not but like half the time you can still get so much enjoyment out of it it's i feel like you know you're talking about this wild west period before you know the the triple a type games we ex kind of come to expect now and i feel like we also have a little bit of that a resurgence of that with the 
indie gaming boom that we're kind of in the middle of. Mm-hmm. We, we're, while we do have these huge AAA titles, there's also like you know a thousand new small couple person game studios that are cranking out. You know, like like Undertale, for example. I'm not calling that a shitty game, but I'm just saying like it was a substantial hit, but it was a very small team, a very small game. Yeah, no, Undertale's fantastic, and it's like because it's taking out so many different like uh, tropes we come to understand with games. Like it's playing with RPG elements, mm-hmm. and like indie games are on a whole are just fantastic. I love if you're not aware, there's a uh, website called itch.io, hmm. which is essentially just a website for a bunch of like new people to who create games to just kind of throw their product out to the world. So sometimes <laughs> it's just like tech demos or just like some new concepts and most of it is just like garbage like you know first student project stuff but that's what makes it fascinating because in order to like make your grand video game you have to start somewhere Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have to have some basis of like what is the creation process and those failures are what make the successes shine which is why I love the failures. <laughs> which, which, so, so, what are some failures that you've played recently that you, you uh, like? Was so, there anything um, that you were thinking of specifically that inspired you to 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 want to come on? So there's there's a, like the classics that people know. So like I think the most infamous like terrible video game, the video game that caused the crash <laughs> uh, in the 1980s. Uh, say it with me. E.T. E. Oh, yeah. yeah. I knew it. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. We just we just had Mike Dion, uh, who's a retro streamer, and he he played that as a punishment on a on his birthday stream. Yeah. And like the thing about E.T. and I, I've played it too, is that I don't think it was a like because a lot of people say you know the they had such a time crunch and a lot of like old bad video games you know there's the time crunch mm-hmm. et suffers from the fact that it's trying to do too much with the limited technology like you know sure. the atari 2600 has a joystick and one button <laughs> et can do so many things in that game but it's tied to that one button oh my god and like that's a, like a game builder trying to like push all of their stuff into this one little tool that they have and those limitations are what make really cool design choices. But half the time, you can't put everything on one button. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever ported it into like an emulator for like NES or something that has more buttons and tried to see if they could make it better? I mean, at, at that point, I think E.T. is a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. like you're, you're not going to be able to fix E.T., which is like because that's part of like the joy of some of these terrible games. Like if it, maybe if it was made in a future time they would have been able to fix these things because they would have had uh, more sprites to work with, you know, mm-hmm. probably a mm-hmm. better audio card uh, and all of those different things. But just for, for what we have, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, then, like, and, no, please go ahead. Yeah, no, like, and then like, there's so many other like great examples. Uh, like the, the great N64 example is Superman 64. Oh, it's oh. so bad. <laughs> Superman, uh, for, for those who don't know, Superman 64 is, and, and this is like also kind of like, uh, like a nice turning point because by this point, games are just starting to get into th- the third dimension. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything before uh, N64, PS1, mm-hmm. uh, the Sega Saturn era, 
all those were mostly 2D games. You may have a few like 3D tries in like yeah. SNES, but like the graphics card just can't handle it. Yeah, sometimes and they so were like they, flying games that sort of looked three dimensional, yeah. but they were they weren't really anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shout out to Pilot Wings, love that game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Fox, but uh-huh. uh, with Superman 64, it just is riddled with so many problems. Like the flying mechanics are just awful, and you enter in a new problem is the camera. Oh. You have a whole new thing to interact with the world. How do you interact with a camera into this three-dimensional space to make it work? We have no idea how technically advanced Mario 64 is. <laughs> with like, And people still rag on that camera, but for the time, yeah. What a beautiful camera that that is. The fact that you could, I mean, just the fact that there was a camera that moved at all, I remember being very shocking. And like, because I was, I was a huge Nintendo, we were a Nintendo house. Like we had, we always had like, we one of between me and my brother, one of us would, would beg, you know, or use our birthday present and Christmas present up on whatever next console there was so we could share it. And, and I remember playing that game and being like, you can use this to move the cameras, like the what now? And, and feeling very surprised by it being like this whole new world of video gaming. Yeah, but just entering that three-dimensional space for games was just a whole new track. I, I actually just bought a, a, a new 3D game, which is terrible. Uh, if you know Bubsy, uh, I have oh, yeah. Bubsy 3D now. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> which, Bubsy the Bobcat. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Bubsy, uh, which honestly a mascot of Kusoge. Even the original Bubsy games are just terrible uh, <laughs> with just how the game design works and the fact that you get one hit and you're dead. Oh, if seriously? You, what kind of game is it? Is it like a, a it's si- a 2D platformer? Okay, it's a 2D oh, platformer. One hit, you're dead. And the worst part about it, if you fall from a greater height than like three Bubsies, you also die. Oh my god, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get past a screen in that game. I'm so bad yeah. at platformers. Like I need to be able to fail over and it, over it, to it, even advance. Can you re like do you restart from where you die, or do you have to restart at the beginning every time? So you basically get restart one fucking chance. Oh my yep. god! Holy you shit! One, you have nine lives because you're a cat, uh, but <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> You're a cat and you can't fall. What, right? what is yeah. that? That who even wrote this yeah. game? I don't know. I, mm. Yeah, and and that's like the like such the comical part about these bad games is that like when you're playing with somebody and you're just watching and experiencing this just awful experience. It's just like watching The Room or watching Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like having this like community of just this is so terrible. But I must have more. <laughs> I must keep understanding what it is that's i so there's a there's a bad game that's very uh near and dear to me that uh i i played in in like like middle school junior high age and it was very much a game that you know one of us would play and all the other friends would be watching and just laughing our asses off it was uh, a game called panic for the sega cd and like, and whenever I talk about this game, like n- nobody's really heard of Panic. Mm-hmm. The premise is the machines have turned on humanity, and you are a small child, and all you can do is push buttons. You're presented with a, a static screen of like a scene, like it might be an elevator, and then there's the elevator control panel, and you can push any button on the elevator, and 
an animation will play. You'll die. The elevator will take you to a new room. Random things happen. And that's it. And then you're at another static screen <laughs> where you push a button and random things happen. And <laughs> like you might be, you know, pushing buttons on the microwave and then it cuts to a clip of like ICBMs launching because that's what you just did. <laughs> uh, you're this, you know, small Japanese child who's kind of hapless and, and, and got, oh got a dumb look on his face. But like a lot of the game, I feel like has a very Japanese sense of humor. And some of that didn't translate <laughs> very well in like the <laughs> mid nineties, which I think made it even more enjoyable for a bunch of young weebs. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's not a good game. It's very, it's a very funny game. And there was this very much a, we're all playing this garbage together. Isn't this kind of fun? Sure. Kind of like a midnight movie or yeah. the room kind of a feel where then it was, oh man, we got to make Robert play this. Holy crap is so bad. He's going to love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of where I get a lot of this is uh, there's a, a game tournament I joined called Cuso Grande, which <laughs> is a bad video game tournament. <laughs> uh, so it's in its seventh season i guess uh for back of a letter for lack of a better term uh last season uh kuso six i actually took fourth place Ooh, that's that wow out of out of, brag, out of how many out of how many people uh, about like 200 something. yeah i figured it out like thanks Tram, that's great and it's like a global tournament, so like it works in like the first part of it is uh, just pools, so you get like pooled up with people, and then depending on how you do in your first pooled match, you get paired up against people who also did the same, you know, score wise. Ah, uh, yeah, then, like a Swiss, like a Swiss tournament kind yeah, of. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. after after four rounds, whoever has like the top thirty-two points moves on to brackets. Yep. So yep. I had enough points to get to brackets, which then uh, I ended up taking fourth place. That's awesome. And then just that's just kind of the experience I get. And then just it's just so fun to see what kind of games because there's someone who uh, they have game masters. So there's a bunch of different game masters who have amassed a bunch of like terrible games over the time. And some of them have actually submitted like their own games they made when they were 15. Oh, oh my God. Great. Oh, my God. So when they're also just learning how to make games with some of the old like video game dev things like back in like the early nineties and thousands mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just experiencing that it's just, this is so fun. I hate what I'm playing, but I <laughs> love it at the same time. And it, this probably stems back to like the first, I think the first experience I've ever had with a, like a game that like didn't quite make sense. And I'm hoping Tim, you've played this. Oh, uh, it's, it's Top Gun for the NES. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I played Top Gun for the NES. I probably didn't. I probably didn't. I hate, yes, I'm sorry Top to say. Gun, it's infamous for its first level uh, in the fact that no one knows how to land that plane. <laughs> <laughs> Just like real life. And the game doesn't help you it actively lies to you about how to actually land the plane like it's like slower your speed up your altitude and you try to follow these instructions and your plane just misses the aircraft like landing part and you just fly <laughs> off into the water or you miss it and you just nosedive in the water before you even hit the aircraft okay yes area. now i now i do remember playing this game and i remember that i never ever played past the just trying to land the air so i don't Has know anyone I don't know what else there is it? to the game. I don't know what yeah. the, because I I never landed the airplane. Uh, I, mean, I just was like fuck YouTube this. Videos. 
fuck this, I'm done. I think I think I must have rented it. I don't think I, I owned it. <laughs> oh but, God, I remember renting games. Yeah, and I had it. I had it for a night, and I was like, nope, there that nope. I I'm done. I noped right out of that game. Yeah, it's ninety percent of the Top Gun NES experience of just like, <laughs> what is this? Is <laughs> so does it does it in order for a game to count as Kusoge, does it have to be enjoyable and bad? Or can it just be shitty, like desert bus? It's, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's sort of like it, it. It is a kind of like bring your own standards to it. Okay, so like, there's not like a hard and fast rule of like this is Kusoge. Okay, I, I would argue like I hate Dark Souls, right? But I would not consider that Kusoge because like sure. I love yeah. I was going to say, I love Final Fantasy VIII, and I know people always say that's the worst one, but I don't think that would count as Kusoge because it's not a bad game. People just didn't like the story, right? Uh, like You got to tell your friends that there are much worse Final Fantasy games than Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. <laughs> there is Final Fantasy IV, The After Years, which is... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we don't want to get into like those ones. And then Final Fantasy One it just is not at a pleasant experience playing for the first time if you've played other Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Crystal Chronicles, Nick just muttered under his breath, which also yeah. was not good, which was basically who wants to hold the jug and who wants to actually play. <laughs> well, I'll hold the jug. I'm super stoned, so I'll just be the jug guy. <laughs> that's, that's like you have a little sibling that wants to play games, and it's like, all right, your job is to hold this jug and follow us around. <laughs> I mean, perfect experience, little brother. You can just, yeah, just hold the thing. You're, so you're just- I, I will, I will say, uh, I, I played, I played a game. I was super excited for, it and I, I don't usually oh. buy games. <laughs> I don't usually buy games before they come out, and this time I did, and I, I pulled the trigger on a Switch game called Little Dragon Cafe, Dragon and I was very Cafe. excited about it. It looked like it had everything I liked, like you know, it was a like a like a waitressing game. It was also like a farming crafting game. You had to you did some adventuring and your dragon. You were raising a dragon. They had a weird story about how our mom died and we had to keep the cafe going or it was very weird but like it was so it was it 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 had such a steep drop off of enjoyment once you like learned all the easy like all the things to do then it was like it was impossible to actually do what it needed you needed to both be at the restaurant serving tables but also out in the field grinding to get ingredients but also growing things and also like you needed to be like following certain like making certain recipes for people to grow their story but you didn't have the recipes they were in fragments so you had to find the recipe and it was just like i played it for about 25 hours before i was like I hate this game. Like I, I absolutely, but it was such a sunk cost fallacy. I was like, no, no, Molly, like get good. You stop being such a scrub. You can do this. You can play little dragon cafe. And after I, I got about another 10 hours in and I started looking up like tips online and everything I could find online was here's a tip. Don't buy little dragon. Cafe. <laughs> and to me, that is cause that was a Kusoge game in the sense that like, it was just so bad because they tried to cram too many things into the game. And, and it sounds like similar to ET where it was like, they just tried to make this more than it needed to be. Uh, it was like, they had three ideas for a game and they're like, you know what? <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do them all. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to commend them for trying something. Right. Like, yeah. This is the same thing with like a lot of art. Like 
I want to see either the best or the worst. I don't want to see boring art. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want a boring video game. I either want something that's going to like keep me enjoyed or something that is just going to make me want to vomit. Like yeah. I want the extremes. We have very similar, my, my theory on, especially when it comes to like movies, my theory on movies is was I entertained that doesn't mean it was good, but was I entertained the whole time or did I want to go? Did I want to turn it off or leave? Yeah. Like, Are you not entertained? Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, like the, like Marvel's The Eternals. It was just so fucking boring that I was like, it's not even that it's bad. I'm just I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just Boredom is the sin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which which brings me probably to the worst video game I've ever played. Hooray. Mm-hmm. It was a part of this tournament. Uh, and I did happen to win the match. I made five minutes of progress. <laughs> hour. And you won. <laughs> and I, yeah, I won. So okay. I'm going to like give you a little, I'm going to drop some hints of what right. possibly you could think it would be. Okay. So I'll give you the era. So this is a PS1 game, but I played it on the Sega Saturn. Okay. So it's that era. It is based off of a movie property. Okay. <laughs> That's all the hints I'll give you. I'll give everybody <laughs> one guess. I, I, Iron Man. Think? It's not the Iron Man game that was really bad, was it? No, I'm not. Okay. I when it comes to years, I'm. Uh, I'm so based. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's. I see. I don't think there was a Bond game other than Goldeneye, but I could see how like. Oh, based You're on thinking too popular of a franchise. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Franchise. Okay. I think they, actually, they may have made a second one. I don't think they did. Was it a Shrek video game? <laughs> No, no, they made okay. they made more Shreks. Okay, uh, a lot of Shrek games. Okay, okay. Uh, a Hudson Hawk. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yes, that is a Kusoge game for the NES. <laughs> it's awful. There's a but, Hudson yeah. Hawk game, yeah, and it's really yeah, bad. There's a Hudson Hawk game for the NES. All right, well, I want to be swinging on a star. I feel successful just for having named something that exists. This, yeah, no, it's wasn't yeah, uh, the Hudson Hawk game. It's just god awful. Uh, just because play? I don't want to. I don't want to keep like oh, holding the load here. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it, was it, um, I know they did a, a movie version of street fighter, like a street fighter game based on the movie version, but that I think it came out on more. Okay. All right. We've all had what our guesses. It? What is it? It's the crow. City of angels. Oh, Oh, not yeah. not the not the original crow crow oh, city of that, angels the, the bad crow one. city of angels uh it is a 3d beat em up <laughs> oof okay uh with a fixed camera <laughs> oh. so in the vein of uh i think it's resident evil uh where like you know you move on to a screen and there's always a different camera angle so it's yeah. not actually like it's like that but the worst part is you have tank controls. So you move like a tank. <laughs> Up moves you forward. Oh. Left turns you to the oh left. Oh my God. Right turns you to the right. Pu- back pushes you back. That makes no sense for a beat em up. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's like battle zone. It's, it's like battle zone. Only you're the crow. Yes. Okay. 
And you okay. play as the crow fighting against the what was it? What was it in City of Angels? Gang lords? Yeah, like, they are yeah. all gang lords, and they all have like <laughs> three lines of dialogue that they just cycle through. It's like, hey, clown face. It's like <laughs> eat the metal, and they're holding like a wooden bat. <laughs> Oh my God. And you made five minutes of progress. I made five minutes of progress. Granted, we did start at level three, but it was still only five minutes of progress. Oh, in an hour because you just, because was it, you just kept dying or what? Like, like like what happens is you can fight one enemy. So like you have kind of like good movement up until an enemy comes within like a certain cone distance away from you. Yeah. Then your character is just locked in movement towards that enemy. Oh, Which would be no. fine if a second enemy didn't appear. <laughs> so you can't really focus on two enemies at once. Oh, my God. And so they're just like basically behind you beating the Hitting shit out of you. Hitting you with a baseball bat other. while you're yeah. fighting this other guy. Yeah. Taste metal. <laughs> Taste metal. Yeah, <laughs> and then even if you get beyond that, you get to a portion of the level where they start with a gun. <laughs> And you don't. Man, that's a little insensitive <laughs> to have <laughs> them using a gun on the Crow sequel. <laughs> Why wasn't Brandon Lee in that movie again? <laughs> that's, well, different yeah, and I'm like, you, I still don't know how much of the Crow actually got put into the game. Like, oh, if wow. it's outside of like, if this is actually accurate to the plot. Yeah. Or is but, it is it like they they had this game in partial development? They're like, well, we need a we need a game that ties into Crow City of Angels, so just put this fucker out. Yeah, and, I mean, there's a lot of games in development that actually have that happen, where they make a game that has a specific character, but they don't get the rights, so mm-hmm. they have to like quickly update the assets in mm-hmm. order to make it so they can release it. Yeah. Well, that's um, Super Mario Two was some other game and that they slapped a Mario yeah. facade yeah. on it. Doki Doki Panic. Uh, right. The original ah. game in uh, Japan. Like Heartbeat uh, Panic basically? Like yeah, Basically. Yeah. Fun. Well, so is there are there any controversial games in the world of Kusoge where like some people say it is and other people say it doesn't qualify or anything like that? Or is there any even just for you where you're like everyone says that this game counts and I say bullshit on that? I mean... I have a, a hard issue with with the fact that like I mostly enjoy a lot of the terrible games, but I can acknowledge that like I'm weird when it comes <laughs> to like what I enjoy. Yeah. So like I got a DOS game of All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I could just say titles and you'd be like, they oh, yeah. made that into a oh, game. Oh yeah. That sounds incredible. <laughs> uh, and it's like it's made for kids. Yeah. But like, just how funny the, cause like it opens with like, you can't keep a good dog down, but it's for the DOS. So it sounds like it's just garbled. Oh garbage yeah. Oh right yeah. <laughs> Worse than MIDI. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> and like, and then audio is also another great factor for Kusoge. And the fact that like all of it just sounds terrible, but like, it's so yeah. endearing to hear this terrible electro fart music <laughs> <laughs> or electro fart sound effects just eating away at your brain. So with so with so many games, you know, um, 
there's this trend of things kind of releasing in a in an unfinished state and then relying on on patching to kind of make a make a game whole or or more playable are there are there in this you know kusoge uh communities are there games that like like the first one that comes to mind is no man's sky right like that was a very very ambitious game and when it first came out it was really bad and and now it's 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 great it's they've added tons and tons of things they've fixed a lot of stuff it's still kind of clunky but i mean they've kind of lived up to their their original um plans but how, how does that factor in at all when you have a game that releases bad but then gets Im- improved and maybe uh ages out of that out of that classification I mean, there's a lot of like things where you can do, like where you can play on the original patches of games. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, when it comes to like a lot of games get emulated. So sure. one example is like in early emulation, there's an emulator called ZSNES. Yeah, uh, and like it did its best to try to emulate as much as Super Nintendo as possible. But when you try to throw in a game like Donkey Kong Country, for example, there's going to be some funny errors that occur. So that's kind of like, but like going off of like No Man's Sky, like there's not really too many modern games that end up being bad because most Mm -hmm. don't either get released or they're just hard to like kind of grasp. I wonder how many, I mean, like, do you play a lot of games on Steam? Because I know that's really a place where there's a lot of new indie you know and 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 more like i would almost call them like the way that you have single serve websites they're almost like single serve video games where they just do one silly thing you know and yeah that's kind of like going back to like itch.io okay Um, yeah a lot of the games that get released on steam are also released released on itch.io as well uh but again there's so many cool different like ideas because you do have to pay in order to be on steam's platform right right itch.io you just make an account you can just put your game up whatever yeah and like, well, and I know that like when we put like what at FFG, when we put like apps up on Steam and things like that, too, there's all kinds of rules about, you know, like the timing and the QA and the crediting. And like, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff you have to do to to get to have things on Steam. There's a waiting period. There's there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Yeah, it's curated. So, like, yeah, for the yeah. most part, like I think you only have to pay like one hundred dollars to get like your game up on Steam or something like that. So there is someone who will just pay like one hundred dollars to get their uh Maybe they're not so great quality game up there, but just so they have the platform because Steam is pretty much the go to platform for downloadable games on mm-hmm. computers. It's it's curated, but not so well curated that they've done an amazing job keeping out like the, the Nazi stuff. <laughs> like it's curated, but here's a hundred dollars. We're gonna look the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, if people are listening and they're they're like, oh, my God, this is everything I've ever wanted in, in things like it, Can you join the Cuso Grande tournament or does it is that so, get money or how does that someone do such, something like that? So uh, if you just Google Cuso Grande, uh, you'd be able to uh, probably reach Brosentia, who is the streamer who runs uh, the Cuso Grande community. Uh, you wouldn't be able to join the current uh, tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. It usually starts. um when usually when the previous one ends because it takes about a year to cycle through about 200 people who live Mm. across the country yeah uh and to filter them out because we we there's we're in kuso seven right now and we're only in the third round 
Uh, okay. I just had my third round match. I took second. Uh, so Ooh. I've lost my perfect streak. Uh, I won my first two matches. But I'm pr- pretty much a lock to get into brackets. Nice. So. Mm-hmm. When did you row. start? When did you start seven? Uh, seven started sometime in April. So I think okay. around the time we were doing uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So probably like around around March, people could take a look and, you know, or maybe early, late, late February and kind of peek in on it and see if there's a way to join Kuso 8. Yeah. And uh, if you just follow Brasentia on Twitch, because all of the matches get streamed there, sure. uh, that will be able to keep you up to date. And especially then you get to experience other people's suffering, which is really <laughs> the best joy of that's, yoga. That's what I mean. All I know is when we're atheists and we're supposed to really enjoy suffering, especially <laughs> that of others. So I think that sounds good. Yeah, because yeah. we're very immoral beings right. who, yeah. uh, who desperately just want everything to, to be oh, done. You, you want biblical games? Oh, oh God! There's so oh, many yeah. good biblical. Oh yeah, I bet. Games. I bet we play, we've we we haven't played any video games, but we played uh we played a Christian role play game. Oh, that was uh, bad. And we also Dragon Raid, Dragon Raid the Christian D and D, where you uh say you say Bible verses as spells, uh, <laughs> and then we also played a we played the the Left Behind the board game, which uh is it's probably just, the most. The, yeah, it's Candyland uh-huh. with uh, if if instead of like getting through all the fun candy areas, it was like and then everyone's left behind, raptured, screaming, misery and pain. The Antichrist is coming if you roll these dice. <laughs> and like it was so bad. They so, yeah, I imagine there are some really bad uh, Christian video games as well. Uh, yeah, did, yeah. Didn't they, uh, did they make like a Doom clone that was like yes, on the did. Ark or something? Yeah, Super Super Noah's Ark. Uh, yeah. It was basically just a Doom game, uh, but instead of killing animals, you were shooting them with like sleeping pellets. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All the food is laced with like sleeping uh, like <laughs> pills, and you're just shooting a giraffe in order to hope for it to die. <laughs> Roofing it. <laughs> Very, but you can only shoot two giraffes, right? I mean, that's it's something, yeah. for, uh, something for very normal people to want to do. <laughs> I played a game called King of Kings, uh, which was essentially just, you know, it was a weird platformer. But if you hit some tomes, you could answer a biblical question to get some health. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. And it just not good. And the. Even the the biblical aspect was bad, and like the platforming was bad, and all of the hitboxes were bad. You would <laughs> kick backwards to increase your speed, uh, which would allow you to like jump over things and like like phase through walls. Oh I boy! I did not do well in that match. That's <laughs> bad, man. Christians ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christian rock. I yeah. Mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shram, thank you so much for being on to talk about Kusoge. Uh, it is time to get on to five questions. Five questions. You have, you have not been on our show before, so you get to answer our five questions. And uh, are you ready? I sent them to you. Have you prepared? Or are you going to improv? Uh, uh, I, I looked at them. I have some answers right. for it. All right. Exciting. Exciting. Excellent. All right. Uh, so we'll start with Nick with question one. Uh, question one. What's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? Uh, this is a softball question. Yeah. It really is. Uh, so I'm going to actually reference a good game that I've been playing Ooh. recently. Uh, the game is called Backpack Hero. Uh, it's on Steam. It's in early access right now. Okay. Uh, so the whole concept of the game, it is a roguelite, uh, which just means that it's a randomly generated dungeon. 
uh, and you basically have a backpack full of stuff. Uh, and you're just kind of like fighting monsters. And as you fight monsters, you're able to make your backpack bigger so you can hold more stuff mm-hmm. in order to kind of survive the dungeon. Sure. And that's just kind of the basic premise. And so you have like different items, like you'll get swords, you'll get bows, you'll get shurikens, you'll get gems that increase your damage, you'll get shields. Uh, and there's different characters. So one character just has a backpack. Uh, another character has sort of like this like magic like backpack part of it so they have like ethereal items that can only be used at certain parts in the turn mm-hmm. there's a robot character who has a beam that basically shoots through all the items in your backpack in order to use them and then there's a character who has like a shredded backpack so it's like <laughs> in different areas and it's just it's really fun and like the real yeah. joy of it comes into the challenge modes where you kind of get restrictions like you have five by seven modes so your backpack can only be five by seven ah or like bomb modes or like you get a bomb relic, which means every time you use a weapon, uh, it explodes. So it, it's destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does 500% more damage. Mm. So it's really cool how like you can interact with all of these different like items and relics to, to make a kind of difficult thing. And there's a whole bunch of status effects too. That sounds super fun. That's on, that's on steam in, in early access mode. Yeah. On steam and early access. And then nice. I, I just start... adding characters in. Stuff. Yeah. I just started thinking backpack hero. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Sorry. Uh, uh, what science fact or discovery do you think is really fucking cool? Okay. So I had to like verify this fact and I was wrong about it. So oh. that's also really cool to know that, you know, you can verify facts. Yeah. But part of it is still true. Uh, babies before they're six months old have an instinct ability to like swim. Hmm. They have Mm -hmm. a natural ability. Like they're not actually swimming, but they have like a reflex that makes it look like they can swim and their body will actually kind of like not shut down, but kind of like lower their heartbeat. They'll instinctively not breathe while underwater in order to like increase their survivability. Yeah. But at a certain point they forget that. (laughs) Yeah. Like once they get past six months old, they just forget that. It's just like gone. Like that. It's crazy on that is really cool that's like uh they do like uh water babies yeah yeah i know i know you can take your baby swimming and stuff but like it it is it makes sense that i suppose i mean like i feel like i'm getting into that like you know parapsychology shit but it makes sense that like you're in the womb you know and like you're they're moving around in there you know (laughs) they're not exactly minis orb yeah, they're not doing like like kicks and flips and shit, but they're yeah. kind of, I mean, kind of they do that. <laughs> a little bit. All right. Question three. Where do you get your sense of right and wrong from since we know it's not religion? This is the one I've been mulling over. Uh, I, I, I grew up Lutheran, uh, mm-hmm. but Lutheran in the loosest sense. Like I went to a Lutheran school because my brother was a troublemaker in a public school. So I kind yeah. of had to be tagged on to the Lutheran school. Yeah. But we never went to church. We never went to Sunday school. So, and they took attendance for that at the school. So every oh. day there'd be like, well, not every day, but every Monday we'd come in and it's like church and Sunday school shram. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then just like over time, it's just like, I, I get that these stories are meant to kind of like, you know, build up, but we didn't have to make a whole religion out of it. Yeah. In a sense. So like, I would think, over time, like through evolution, we did kind of realize that these morals are kind of just inherently human. 
So we grew to like realize, well, we shouldn't murder people if they've upset us. <laughs> and then naturally, I mean, unless like, they really upset us. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like a lot, just, like a lot. Just yeah, like, I mean, there's standards. Yeah. Yeah. Or but, like your kid won't stop crying or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like I know what to make him quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Swim now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're I thought seven they had a, I heard in the podcast they could swim innately. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just over time and just kind of realizing that, you know, we instinctively know what is good and bad just from experiencing it. Yeah. Do you feel like your parents told you any of that stuff or you just sort of absorbed it? Like, did you watch a lot of TV? Like, you know, like I, I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid mm-hmm. and I still love watching cartoons, especially ones that are aimed for young adults. Mm-hmm. Cause I think they have some of the most interesting storytelling because not only uh, are they trying to appeal to one of the hardest demographic to kind of keep their attention span, but they also have to do it without like swears and like yeah. over the top violence. So they have to be really creative with their storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think I just kind of like, I, and a lot of the games I've played too, like I liked being a hero. I never liked doing like the fallout games. Like yeah. I never liked being like, whenever I saw a choice that would be like, ah, oh, your karma is now negative. It's like, no, I didn't want to do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Or Fable, Fable can do some of that too, where you're forced into making bad choices that it's like, I don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah, bad choices make me feel bad. Yeah, yeah. That's where my morals go. Yeah, from. yeah. I love it. I love I, it. Uh, I saw a meme the other day that was like, uh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna replay a video game and this time I'm gonna I'm gonna do the bad mode. I'm gonna I'm gonna play do a bad playthrough. And then it was like hurt this dog. It was like, huh, <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. I, I, I'm quit. Game canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, question four, if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Driving. Oh, oh. I don't want to drive anymore. Yeah. Robo, Robo Butler. I think it's my least favorite part about having to go into the office of my job. Yeah. yeah. Like, I lose an hour of my time every day just driving to and from work. Mm-hmm. Right. And if somebody else could drive, then you could do shit during that hour. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I could sleep in that car. <laughs> yep. That's, that's public transit does a lot for a lot of people. And the fact and that I, we don't, we don't have it, you know, like reliably enough to use to get, I'm not this. talking about that bullshit. Elon Musk, Tesla shit. That's <laughs> you not real. You, no, you don't want to be driven into, uh, into another car and yeah. like lit on. Fire. I don't want the car to make the moral choice of killing a child to protect yeah. me. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> That's every commute to work. Shouldn't be the trolley problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number five, what is a movie or TV show that you think everyone should watch? Uh, I don't know where you can access it now because of the whole uh, Discovery HBO crap. Uh, but it's Infinity Train. Oh, oh yeah. Infinity Train's so good. I think out of every animated show I've watched, and I have watched a lot of animated television. Like I've caught up on uh, Owl House, Amphibia. Yeah. I love Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventure Time is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, universe is great uh like even like going back old school like i don't want well not old school uh but like kind of like golden age cartoon network when they have yeah. 
Cowardly Dog, Dynamic nope. Lab, nope. Ed and Eddie, Powerpuff Girls. The sure. even Craig like, of the Creek. Craig of the Creek. And even going back, like the old Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. Like, Infinity Train just hits in some like really advanced storytelling. Yeah. And the fact that we only have four scenes of it and it got canceled. And now with the whole HBO merger, it's just kind of like vanished off of the platform. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. fucking so disgraceful. It was, did you, did you ever watch a regular show? Uh, I have held off on it because yeah. I like to hold onto certain things until I need them the most. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You would so love like, regular show. Yeah. Tram. You would fucking yeah. love it. <laughs> I have watched a few episodes of, uh, Close enough is that close enough is also very good. Regular show is the 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 incredibly weird, trippy cousin of close enough. I mean, it came first, but it's like it's a lot weirder because JG Quinzel is basically the protagonist of both. Yeah, you could say that, like, in a sense, close enough is a sequel to regular show. It's like what happens next in, in a person's life when they you know, aren't living with their friend and working their shit job. Now they're married and they have a kid and they have, and they, you know, Mm -hmm. have a shit job. Um, But yeah, I infinity train just matures, which with each season and that last season is heavy. Like for, for a kid's show, like it's real. It's Are you referencing season three or season four? uh, I don't know if we saw season I must be referencing the there is a fourth two best friends that they did release. Yeah, we haven't oh, seen season no, four. The third, the third season. Then I'm talking about the two best friends. I didn't know they did. Yeah. I I didn't know there was an unreleased that fourth. That's bogus. Yeah, the the third season's the one that like hits you hard. Yeah, with that ending. Yeah, I really want to see season four. I have to see if we can. I wonder if we can find it, that anywhere. Season four is really it's it's more lighthearted. It's kind okay. of like sort of like a it's a it's a nice trail off. Nice. Uh, it has a very fun character that I adore. Well, that's uh, in like the the little helper character as opposed to the oh. human thicket on it. Yeah, she yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> Maybe we did see it. I honestly, if it wasn't released, I don't think we did. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that I love that show very much, and this was a wonderful episode. Thank you so much. You're an absolute delight. I really, enjoy, I'm really glad that we yeah. had you on. This was really if fun. You to ever talk want about. me to come back to talk about even more interesting things about gaming? Uh, I also am a part of a speed running thing. Oh, oh yeah, that's also interesting. Yeah, I totally. And then even even more specific games because uh, well, we'd I love do to enjoy have you back a lot. It's Ooh. I think it's a very underrated art form. We will be in touch for sure on that. Uh, thank you again, Shram. Uh, if you guys want to answer our five questions, you can send in your answers to five questions at geeksofgod.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and all of, and on Twitter and until it burns to the ground. Uh, so another I mean, week, I, two maybe. I was gonna say yeah. this comes out next Tuesday. So as far as mm. I know, it could all. Ready be gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the billionaire is so sad. Um, and and uh, and as always, we love our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, they got to listen to this just a little bit early, and uh, you could too. That could be you. It could have been you. It probably wasn't you, but maybe it was. And this is a really interesting thing for you to listen to. Thank you so much. We are Geeks Without God, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. While not actually a Kusoge, I guess, I really did fucking hate Zaxxon. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time. 
can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. Geeks without God. Did that guy just melt into a flesh puddle and his head just shrank down slowly until it was gone?